G'day, it's Brad Shepard here from Create PT Wealth, and here today with another one of our Create PT Wealths, a personal trainer's guide to wealth creation podcast audio success series. And today I'm here to talk about or talk directly to personal trainers that operate in a rent-based commercial facility. So this is the type of personal trainer who pays a a physical rent to the gym. It could be underneath the roof of a a fitness first, a good life, and any time, a snap, a jets, or many of the other independent type of facilities that we see operate around this country. Now, I want to start by saying is that I love gyms. I'm a big fan of gyms. The reason I'm such a big fan of gyms is that, you know, since the age of 12, when I started lifting weights, I was, you know, drawn to the the attraction of gyms. By the age of thirteen, I was uh, attending the local gym. I uh, grew up near Parramatta, out in Sydney, going to the gym there, and it was just for me, it was just an a, an eye opening experience. You know, using all these bits of equipment, uh, seeing all the different types of training methodologies and the people that were there and so forth. I just found it amazingly fascinating. That continued all through my teenage years, and when I launched my personal training business at the age of 21 the obvious place for me to do it was underneath the roof of a commercial gym and i continued doing that and i ran that business successfully for 20 years in brisbane and i built that business up to having 13 personal trainers doing over 200 appointments every week that's of 45 minute sessions over 200 hours and myself increasing my own charge out rate to 440 dollars for a single 45 minute session so i achieved uh, a lot of growth i achieved a lot of success running my business underneath the roof of somebody else's facility. Now, I've got to let you know that by saying I love gyms doesn't mean I'm not a fan of of studios and and facilities and outdoor boot camps and, and so forth. Love the model. We can show you for every type of business model, we can show you a way to make that profitable. But the reason why I say I love gyms is that, you know, it's it's what I know and it's where um, I had a lot of experience and, and was able to get a lot of success myself. And interestingly enough, at the moment at Create PT Wealth, we have 120 to 150 clients come through our high-level business coaching programs every single year who undertake a 13-month program with us. And that's on our internship program and on our business coaching accelerator program. And when we surveyed our clients out of those up to 150 people, 52% of them, so that's a little bit over half of them, were a a personal trainer who were operating underneath the roof of a gym or a commercial facility. So for us at Create PT Wealth, we know it's a a large percentage of our clients. We also know that a lot of people listening to this uh, may be considering moving into a gym or a facility. So the, the basic message that I want to tell you straight up is that I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I know it can be hugely profitable. and But I want to go through today some of the pitfalls, some of the frustrations that we might hear, some of the, the common concerns that pop up for us. And so I've got a few to to sign off on today and I want to share some of my experience with you and what we also see for, from clients at Create PT, PT Wealth as well. So first of all, number one, and I've listed it here as this idea of the gym not supplying you with leads. So I hear this, okay? I hear people say, like, I signed up at the gym and they, they promised me there was going to be this endless supply of potential clients and people and all the rest of it. The gym might have supplied me with a couple of introductory sessions. I took some people through. I signed up one or two of them. But since then, I've been left on my own and I'm, I'm kind of struggling. I don't really know what to do or, or how it should work. On the flip side, I've heard people say, look, they give us this list of, of people where it's their birthday or something like that and just say, look, can you get on the phone and give them a call? And, you know, I've made a bunch of calls, but it doesn't lead anywhere. 
and right down to be able to say, look, I, I signed up at the gym and, and just the, the, there's just no leads supplied to me at all. So I'm sort of fending for myself. All right, interesting stuff. Uh, I guess my response to that is, uh, and the most important bit, and this is what we educate all of our people on, is that don't rely upon the gym to supply your leads. Do not re rely on anyone to supply you with leads or to have control over your business because the minute that you do that, what starts to happen is you become effectively, what we might say, powerless in this whole process. So what I say to anyone, if the gym is supplying you with leads, fantastic, take them. Take them with open arms, have a system in place where you can nurture those people and you can take them through a process. However, if you're ever in a situation where the gym does not supply you with leads, this is why it's so important for you to understand your own lead generation, for you to implement your own lead generation strategies. Now, if you're in a facility that is supplying you with leads, that's great. Like I said before, I'm a fan of it. But don't just rest on the fact that that's going to happen forever because circumstance might change, that those leads might start to dry up or any version of that. So what we say to you is make sure that you, you take full responsibility of it. Now, if you're playing the blame game, if you're pointing the finger back at the gym, then what we often find is that it's it's a scarcity mentality. It's a, it's a limiting belief. And what it's going to do, it's going to stop you from moving forward in your fitness business. Now, I get it that some people might have potentially been, you know, potentially promised or shown that there might be, okay, there's, there's an endless supply of people. But maybe what someone told you and what you heard might be two different things because the gym might have a thousand members, for example. And what the way I view it is that these members, and this is again why I love gym so much, these members have voted with their feet. They're paying a weekly membership to come along to that facility to work out to do whatever they're going to do now we all know without the help of a professional or someone who can guide them in the right direction it's unlikely that a lot of these people are going to achieve their fitness goals and so it's up to you to be able to figure out well how do i how do i build a relationship with these people how do i get these people to know me to like me to trust me how do i get these people onto my database how do i get a method or a system happening where should that these people want some help and maybe today is not the right day but should these people want some help, how am I going to become the obvious best choice for them? The second one is having a website. Question comes back to us. Should we have a website? I'm operating underneath the roof of Fitness First or a Good Life or whatever. The answer uh, that I generally tell people is yes and no. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? Well, do you need a website? I would question whether you do need a website, whether it is necessary. However, as your business starts to grow, evolve, develop, if you're looking to hire team members, if you're looking to turn it into, I, I guess, something more than you, you're just a solo independent trainer turning up and exchanging time for money, my advice would be that, yeah, I believe every business does need a website. And although we have some great lead generation pages and funnels, things like click funnels and so forth, well, you, you still need what we call an authority website to, to position you as the obvious best choice. Now, let's go back to, to does someone need one? If you're kicking off in a gym, from my opinion, look, I think that it, there's, there's plenty of opportunity there for you to be able to generate leads and people and, and sign people up. But you might consider some options if, you know, shelling out whatever amount of money it is on a website might be a bit of a stretch for you in the beginning because you're just kicking off. It might be on your plan to go, all right, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get myself into the gym. 
I'm going to use some sort of lead generation strategy. Now, what we teach at Create PT Wealth, just to give you a very small highlight package, is we've got some we've got some lead generation strategies where you can create your own landing pages in inverted commas using Google Drive. That's absolutely free, so it's a totally free service to your business. Then you can move into some using something like lead pages or click funnels, or even inside Mailchimp, it's got the ability to generate some type of landing or lead page. And then at the ultimate or the highest stage, then you you would go to a website. You might map that on some sort of timeline. You might go, okay, for the first three months, my goal is just to simply be able to mine whatever I've got available to me at the gym, the resources, the potential leads, speak to people on the gym floor, build this database, potentially build up my social media and all the rest of it. And then for, I'm going to use the Google Drive formula to do that. And if anyone needs that strategy, we can get that sent across to you because we've got it laid out in a step-by-step process. Secondly, what I'll do is then I'll evolve to possibly using some sort of system that's more formalized for lead generation. And then at the six-month mark, depending upon how many sessions and clients and revenue and so forth, maybe it might be time to invest in that website, which might be the next stage. And just giving you a very brief overview on that. Number three, if we move into talking about a database, because I've touched on that, building a database is essential, it's critical. If you're not building a database, then in my opinion, you are not doing your best to put yourself in the the best position to win in business. What do you need to collect? Well, you need to collect as much information as possible, but at minimum, you would collect names, emails, and phone numbers, and you would have those names, emails, and phone numbers in some sort of Excel spreadsheet or put them into your Google Sheet or wherever that might sit. Then from there, the beauty of that is you can import that list into any email-based marketing campaign. Now, many of our clients at Create PT Wealth use MailChimp. Why do they use MailChimp? Well, it's a totally free service to your business, up to 2,000 subscribers. I think from memory, it's a totally free service at that point in time. And what it's a tool, okay? It's a tool that enables you to be able to distribute content to people. Now, if you're trying to email people from a, a Gmail account, an Outlook account, a Hotmail account, there's a chance it might not get through on the other side. It'll get it'll get caught in the spam filters. So you want to have a professional service and something like MailChimp has some great templates and so forth set up. Very user-friendly. Now, the beauty I said before of MailChimp is that it does have a, a landing page functionality as well. On top of building a database, you want to build your social media platforms. And you might want to figure out in the first instance, okay, do I need to be over everything? Now, you'll hear some people say, yes, you do. Um, What's my opinion on it? Look, I think in the beginning, you, you might want to pick one or two that you think are going to probably give you the most bang for your buck in terms of time, energy, and effort. So, for example, if you were to target females who are in the 20 20 to 35 age range and you're looking for them to reduce body fat become more toned and strong is the new sexy type of phenomenon well then instagram might be the best spot for you to do that on the flip side well if you're targeting busy corporate executives from the age of 35 to 50 who travel interstate frequently high stress jobs they want to work out they want to, when they work out, they do want to train hard. They want to take care of their body. You want to have the complete package. Well, maybe you might be finding those people on LinkedIn. So you get the idea and you might pick one or two of those platforms and go, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a bit of focus and attention and energy into those platforms. Now, from there, the next stage, of course, is that when you do have a social media platform and you start to build some following and, and some people on there, 
what you want to do is you want to get those people across into your database, okay? Because we often propose to our clients, look, what if, and it's going to be like this statement I'm about to make, it seems pretty unlikely, right? But what if Facebook shut down tomorrow? What if Instagram shut down tomorrow? What if LinkedIn shut down tomorrow? If that's your only database, if that's where it sits, then you're potentially running a risk that you don't effectively own those those contacts those relationships and so forth so this is where you'd have some type of system where we try and take those people from taking the first step away from facebook to entering into your database and we might do that using the google drive formula where they might subscribe to something or have some sort of free piece of information that you want to give away or some method or some what we call lead magnet to take those people through to the next step now what else would you do in terms of using social media and building this database you want to build a following inside this club you want people to know who you are to like you and to trust you underneath the roof of that commercial facility so therefore you might start some private members facebook group which is targeted to the members of your club. It's a totally free service that you provide for people. You add as many people in there as possible. And what you do is on a weekly basis, and it might be a couple of times a week, you might pass on some some valuable and free information, exercise techniques, nutritional strategies, things that you know that would be of interest to people and that they would engage in and they might get some value out of because what you can do then is as you're cultivating this relationship with people, giving away lots of good, what we call free quality content, they're knowing who you are, they're liking you, they're trusting you, they're also positioning you as the authority. When it's time for you to make an offer or time for you to promote whatever it might be that is coming up, you've they're that you're the first person at hand they're going to see what it is that you have on offer and they're going to be in the best possible place to be able to take that potentially that first step with you number four is all about prospecting the gym floor and this one's an interesting one it's i'm put it this way i'm just so glad that i learnt sales way before the new era of online lead generation where and if I give you my opinion on it, what I see is there's a lots of potential online lead generation where people interact via messenger or direct message or whatever it might be. And it's almost like we want to go through this process of, of potentially signing someone up without even having a, a conversation with this person in the first instance. So from my perspective, what I loved is the fact that coming from the, what we might say inverted commas, old school, what we had to do is we had to go and cultivate relationships and prospect people on the gym floor and actually talk to people one-on-one. Now, <laughs> might seem like a, a crazy thing for some of you out there. It's like, what? We've got to go and actually speak to people to get these people to know who we are and so forth. And the short answer is yes. Now, prospecting the gym floor for many fitness professionals can be a bit of a daunting experience because what immediately pops up for people is that, okay, I've got to walk over to somebody and I'm going to interrupt their workout. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and persuade that person to come and do something with me, like train or, or tr- try an introductory session or something like that. And for many people, just, just overcoming that hurdle of, of like, how is that going to play out and what the hell am I going to say? And am I going to piss somebody off? And am I going to get rejected? Or I don't want to be that annoying person. All this sort of stuff pops up. And what they are called, what I just listed there, is a few limiting or false beliefs. So the first tip I want to give you in this area is that step number one 
is that you are not there to sell. Step number one, when you approach somebody, it's not about trying to sell, persuade, or get someone to do something. What you're trying to do is just to take that, literally that first step with somebody and just start to build some type of connection or some type of relationship. And that might be via giving them some help, some assistance, a spot, a technique cue if they're open to it. Maybe it's a little strategy. Maybe you can say that you can see what they're doing and just say, okay, I can see you're exercising shoulders. Are you open to be giving you a little bit of feedback on a drill I've got for shoulders? I believe it works pretty well. I've been using it with a few of my PT clients and I'd love to show it to you. Literally, it'll take us a couple of minutes and you run that person through it. And the objective there is to not try and persuade them to do anything other than just to experience what it is that you have and that might be step number one. Step number two might be the collection in some way, shape or form of having some type of communication with them. So like I just indicated before, you might have your Facebook group where you might invite them to say, look, if you like what I did, I've got several more of these training methods and they're inside my Facebook group. Have you got your phone there? Yep, most people have. Pull it out. Look, let me get you invited to this Facebook group. That person jumps on board. And that might be step number two. So can you see how this thing's moving we're moving this thing nice and slowly as opposed to rocking up to somebody and just trying to get something sorted straight away. Okay, that's the process behind it. We've got some detailed training on prospecting the gym floor in a four-part video series. If any of you are listening to this podcast and you want to get your hands on it, just please send an email through to info at createptwealth.com.au and we'll make that available for you. Number five is the concept of the grass is greener on the other side. So this is another conversation I've had with many rent-based personal trainers underneath the roof of a commercial facility. And the conversation goes a little bit like this. Say, how's it, you're operating from a good life, for example. Yep, 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 all good. How long you been there for? Been there for two and a half or three years. Cool, how's business going for you? Oh yeah, I'm doing a bunch of clients, you know, I'm doing 20 or 25 sessions a week and so cash flow is coming in, things are moving in the right direction. All right, where do you see that, where do you see it heading? Oh look, mate, oh, you know, I probably want to go and open my own facility or, you know, get, get out of here eventually, you know. And interestingly enough, when I ask these people about it, what, tell me about the business plan and how does this thing look, this is, that's kind of where it stops. So it's, when I say the grass is greener on the other side, there's, there can be a little bit of this mentality and I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing here, but a little bit, little bit of this mentality of like, as soon as I leave fitness first or as soon as I leave good life or as soon as I leave any time or snap or any of these facilities and go and start my own place, it's just going to be way better because, you know, I'm going to set it up the way I wanted to set it up and all the rest of it. It's, a, it's, a, it's fascinating for me because what I find is for many of these people, they don't have any plan. There's no business plan behind it. There's no financials. There's, there's nothing pretty much. And again, when I come from my own experience of being underneath the roof of a commercial facility, I knew that there were potentially what we might say pros and cons to being there. That was not my place. I did not own that place. If that place went belly up, let's say, for example, if they went broke, and I rocked up the next day, well, I had to have a plan B up my sleeve to know that, okay, I could I could move our 13 personal trainers and, and 200 plus hours of PT a week somewhere else at short notice. So there's those sort of things, that, that might be a, a con. But on the flip side, some of the pros to that is that, look, oh, you know, from running your business, when we have a look, I hear, I hear personal trainers piss and moan about 
investing $250 a week, $300 a week, $350, $400 a week. And sort of for most gyms, rent-based gyms around Australia right now from 250 bucks right up to about 400 bucks a week is about normal. It's such an incredibly small amount of money to pay to run a business. Now, when you think about what you get access to, the facilities there, the equipment, the upkeep, the lights, the electricity, the aircon, the list, the showers, the list goes on and on and on. Someone cleans that place. Somebody administers it. It just like it blows me away. So for, for many personal trainers and our, our mantra at Create PT Wealth, those of you who know us well, is assisting personal trainers to earn $100,000 a year or greater whilst exchanging roughly 20 hours or, or less per week in terms of you know contact time. Well... $300 is a very small percentage of that, you know, so, so what we're very big on is, is, is making your model as profitable as possible. Now, I'm not trying to convince anyone to stay. If that's your mission to leave, that's, that's up to you. No dramas at all. But on the flip side, I would really question that as to why, would, why do you want to leave and why is it so important? And secondly, if you've made that decision that you want to move on, then show me the business plan. Show me how you're going to make this financially viable and more successful f- for running it underneath the roof of, of a commercial facility. Because again, I, I just see it time and time again how 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 well it can run underneath the roof of a gym. So I hope that message has come across loud and clear. I'm, a, I'm like I said, I'm not suggesting anyone should not move on, but what I am suggesting is really consider it because the opportunity you have underneath the roof of these facilities is in my opinion, it's just incredible. You've got new clients signing up all the time and there you go. It's on a platter in my opinion for you. The next one is all about getting help, support and coaching and so forth. And again, I want to refer to what I hear out there in the Australian fitness community from people that are operating underneath the roof of rent base or commercial facilities in that they may have a gym manager or a personal training manager or a fitness director or whatever it might be and they might feel like they're not really getting the the help and the support and the coaching and, and so forth that they require. Now, first and foremost, what I am here to tell you is that we have a, a great, at Create PT Wealth, we have a great working relationship with many of the, the gyms around the country, and that extends to the personal training managers and the fitness directors and so forth. And the way that we see the service that we offer at Create PT Wealth is effectively being a, an extension to what a personal training manager or fitness director can offer. So we realize that for a, a, a personal training manager, that they're attempting to you know, deliver a wide variety of expertise, some in the area of technical, some in the area of new, new exercises and methods, some in the area of administration, some in the area of business and sales and so forth. Now, it's, it's going to be very challenging for anyone, any individual to be an expert at each and every one of those disciplines. And again, in amongst, uh, across the board of, of people who are in those roles, again, what we see is for, for some of those people, it can be challenging trying to deal with a team of, of 10, 12, 15 or 20 personal trainers and, and be able to educate all these people with all these little bits of information. So this is where we come into play. So again, what, what we hear is a little bit of this finger pointing type of behavior in that the, the PTM's not doing this or they're not doing that or whatever. So what I say to you is this is where you need to reach out. You need to, you need to go uh, above and beyond that. 
And this is why we have many clients come to us at Create PT Wealth because what they know is our area of expertise is business coaching and we specialize in that area and that's where we're, we're heavily trained in. And that's why we work so closely with many of the PTMs because what they do is they say, well, look, they might come to us and say, look, we've got, I've got some people here that probably need some help. They want to go to the next level. I can provide them with a certain level of expertise, but then from there, that's where we take over. And I guess we provide that higher level of support for those people. So I guess what I'm, I'm here to tell you is for, for many of your, your managers and so forth, you want to make sure that you foster a good working relationship with your, your gym manager, your PT manager. Realize that they're doing the best they can with it, the information, the knowledge, the time and all the rest of it. And the way I always viewed it was that I, want to, I wanted to have this culture where we were all incredibly supportive of each other. So when I went and undertook a, a new program or a new course, I would let my, my personal training manager know and they would be there and they would be supporting me and asking me questions about it. And even for many of those people, it, it would be an investment and understanding in their own development to see what's out there and what's making a difference in their lives. So for you, then the most important thing is ongoing learning, ongoing development, because while that's happening, as soon as you, whilst you're, you're learning, it just puts you in that amazing position to win. Number seven is this idea about expanding your business and moving from a solo independent business owner that you operate by yourself underneath the roof of that commercial facility and you move to that next stage of hiring your first team member. Now, from our experience and from what we've seen, this model is incredibly successful. This model is incredibly doable. So no matter what gym you're in or what location or lo or area or community, whatever it might be, we can show you examples of where it's worked. We have people who have come through our Create PT Wealth program who have done everything from hiring just one personal trainer to hiring two, to hiring up to 40 personal trainers underneath the roof of commercial facilities. So, and everything in between. However, there's absolutely no reason why inside or underneath the roof of your facility, you couldn't build yourself, start to build yourself a business which means that you're not 100% responsible for 100% of the income that arrives into your business. Now, I'm not gonna go into the, the nuts and bolts on how that can happen today because we've got our, our system and our process for that. It's called the PT hiring system. There's a whole methodology behind it. And so please sing out to us if you want help or, or support in this area because it's where we specialize. But I'm here to tell you that it is a way for you to move forward. If you, rather than this thing, and if I go back to the grass is greener on the other side comment, why go and open up a facility when you could potentially do that underneath the roof of the current gym that you're at and hire your first, your second, or your third personal trainer and build yourself a little team which sits, a business which sits underneath the roof of another business. And again, I'm a, like you, you can probably hear my enthusiasm about it. I'm, I'm such a fan of it. We can show you how it can be incredibly profitable. To give you some very basic stats and figures, depending upon the location, the gym, where you're at, how much you charge and all the rest of it, for you, passively, and what we mean by passively is the amount of money that you should make once you've paid the gym rent, paid the trainer, put away money for GST and tax and all the rest of it, 
per week somewhere between around about $400 per week up to around about seven dollars or $800 per week. And for many of the people who are undertaking our Create PT Wealth programs, sorry, that's per personal trainer. And many of the people that are undertaking our Create PT Wealth programs, sort of around about that five to $600 per week of, of purely passive income is a, a pretty good target to aim for. And we've got many personal trainers on our program who have gone well above and beyond that in the eight and the $900 per week of passive revenue per personal trainer. Now, think of it this way. I've got my first person on board and there's $500 of passive income extra that comes into the business. Get my second person on board, that 500 now goes to $1,000 per week and you can quickly do the math. So there's absolutely no reason why you can't get to the position of earning $2,000 per week, four personal trainers on board doing 100 plus sessions per week whilst ex you not having to turn up and do physically any of those personal training sessions. You want help? Please sing out in this area. All right, now I'm just going to wrap up. The last part is really the mindset or the attitude that you take to this whole approach. If you are feeling like you're the victim, if you're feeling like this is not going to work, if you're feeling like the gym's against you, if you're feeling like the PT manager's against you, any of that sort of stuff, there's a good chance it's probably not going to be that successful. So first of all, if you, if you feel like in any way, shape or form that what was promised is not being delivered, you've got to speak up. You've got to speak to the, the gym about it. You've got to speak to your, your gym manager, your PT manager, have an open and honest conversation with them because maybe there was something that you heard that they actually didn't say. Maybe in your mind you thought, wow, this thing's going to be laid out for me on a silver platter. Well, I've got to tell you that getting clients, business, it can be challenging. It can be hard. It can be risky. It can be all that sort of stuff. And so what you need to do is you need, you need to lead on the front foot and you want to make sure that you cultivate this, this positive working environment and go, hold on, what about if I switch from victim mentality to you know thinking more in this area of abundance and how do i really get the help and support of these people because the other thing that i've seen from all the personal training managers that we know around the country and fitness directors and gym managers and so forth they genuinely want to see you succeed they genuinely want to see you have a good business and it can definitely happen underneath the roof of a commercial facility so for some of you listening to this it might be a reality check where you've just got to go hold on am i playing the blame game here am i rocking up to this gym every day in a sort of a, a bit of a negative mindset am i thinking that the 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 gym is sort of dead ending my opportunity here to build this business and maybe just flip that around and go well hold on maybe what I heard on that podcast and what Create PT Wealth are talking about is that I need to embrace this. I need to take control of my lead generation formula. I need to have a better have a better sales process. I need to position myself in a better way so that I can get the success and effectively put myself in that position to win. All right, I'm going to wrap up this podcast. Thanks for joining me today. I hope those of you who are underneath the roof of a rent-based facility got something out of it. If you're looking to do it, you probably can tell again by the message that I've sent you today that it's a great spot to be. And if you want some help or guidance on how to do that, how to effectively set it up, then please sing out. I made a few offers throughout the podcast today. And if anything you want to get your hands on that we, we you think could help you, might be the prospect of the gym floor series, 
It might be the Google Drive lead generation series. It might be the PT hiring system. All you need to do is to send an email to info at createptwealth.com.au. That's info, I-N-F-O, at all one word, create, C-R-E-A-T-E, P-T, wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, dot com, dot A-U. Or an easy way is just to click the link on our Facebook Messenger and message us directly because we'll get that immediately. Thanks very much, gang. All the best, and I'll look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you, and bye-bye.